IMSA Radio. Hi, it's Mathieu Jaminet here, driver of the number 6 Porsche 963 for Porsche Penske Motorsport, and you're listening to IMSA Radio. IMSA Radio. Jeremy Shaw and John Heindorf in the booth. We're live from Sebring International Raceway. Joe Bradley down in the pits. What's the... You're down at the GTP end of things there, Joe, to see yeah. who... Uh, is likely to come in and what's what's it looking like are they all up on the wall like olympic athletes yeah yeah we're all ready we're all poised like coiled springs um <laughs> you know this is where the magic ones waved isn't it to bring that number 10 conic Acura back into play and you guys mentioned after this uh, phase that penalty really bit them hard and that could have really hurt them they're on pit road now right durani leading the f- the field. I can't really tell because no. there's headlights blazing. George, just a second. I want to make a point that Chase just said in my ear. I know she's gone off for something to eat, but she's kept her hands on and she makes a great point. Four hours elapsed whilst they were on that lap. Yeah. This is going across the line. You have to be on the track, not in the pit lane to get the points for Michelin Endurance Cup. I'm yeah. just going to say that right now because that might affect certain people staying out. Joe, what's going on with you in the GTPs? It's a bit stop race. The 31 wheeling car is out the Cadillac with people Durrani. You'll be able to tell me. I don't think there's anyone going to risk changing drivers here. They want to get back in this fight. And the number 10 gets out ahead of the number 6 Porsche. So the number 10 Acura beats the Porsche number 6 out. And there's the number 30 out behind him. So it's the, sorry, the number 60 is at the tail of the trail. Ah, now then, one or two. No, sorry, I panicked there. I saw a red light. I thought that was going to be half of those GTPs held up. It's not. It went green immediately. So that's not going to affect anything. As they get back underway. And the last car out is the BMW number 25. So all of the GTP cars came in. So it'll be next time around, once they're back on the racetrack, that uh, they will get their their points, uh, presumably. So nobody Um, worked out if they'd stayed out one lap more. They would have got... got, All they would have done was drop down to seventh. It would have been... Well, because the the pits, they're past start-finish line, it probably wouldn't have made any difference because the, 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 the main... Most of the GCP cars are past the start finish line, I think. So, but but for LMP2, number number eight and number 52 did not come in, and therefore went from third and fourth to first and second. So they and will get, get maxi- they will get maximum points. Yeah. Number eight car Tower what will get maximum points, I believe. Then the PR1 Matheson car number 52, and then the car that was leading, the number zero four, uh, came into the pits in third position. In LMP3, similar sort of thing. Number 74 car was leading in any case, but stayed out to guarantee those maximum points at the uh, eight-hour mark for Michelin Endurance Challenge. The other, the other uh, four cars on the lead lap in LMP3 did come in. That's number uh, 30, 36, 13, and 85. Uh, Joe Bradley down in the pit lane. Go ahead. Yeah, we were just speculating there as to uh, why wouldn't the number 10 have stayed out and took the points. I think it's quite easy to answer that one. They, everybody wants to win the Sebring 12 hours. I think well, they've got a handy lead. They have got a handy lead in, in the championship because, of course, the uh, Shank racing car lost all of its points from Daytona and those points weren't redistributed elsewhere. It is a championship in its own right the Michelin Endurance Cup and therefore you do get a trophy and a presentation at the end of season 
night of champions and the trophy is absolutely outstanding it is really big and smaller and uh, and solid really really good piece of silverware so this time around the pits are open for GT and I would think most of the cars will come in here as well they've crossed the line already on the track so yes the Corvette brings everybody in and Joe Bradley could see just a whole load of headlights coming towards him absolutely I couldn't tell you who's at the front of the train I think it's a Corvette yes it is I can see it's yellow I'm just in front of the WeatherTech pit we'll see the Mercedes so the Corvette peels off first and then just in front of it almost conducting the left front corner there the WeatherTech Mercedes was really close there there's a pit box between them so as the car the Mercedes Mario Engel took the car to the right the Corvette was already in its box that was very very close so the WeatherTech boys and girls are done with their tyre stop now it's the fuel we've talked about the fuel being the limiting factor in the pit stops the car's already peeling off the WeatherTech car leaves and the WeatherTech car the Mercedes has actually overtaken the Corvette. The Corvette looks like it might have a problem. No, I think they're doing brakes, Joe. Are they right? I'm having a walk down there. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. No, it's just left front that's causing. It's, no, it's on the rear. They're on the rear. Oh, right, rear. Left rear. There's a tension on the left rear. Are they doing rear brakes? The car is still on its jacks. This oh, is change of springs. There's a there's a damper come out. Ah. There's a broken damper or something, or they're not happy with the damper. Left well, this, rear. Car, this car has been uh, leading for such a long time. Meantime, the right portion, number 16, is also getting some remedial work, but this time that is under the front. Something, oh, caught, on the steering, him, something caught on the steering, maybe, for the right portion. Uh, it's not brakes that they're doing there either. This will cost places, but not necessarily anything other than that because we're still under yellow. They've got to get the cars out before the... Safety car comes back around, and we saw earlier on, Jeremy, didn't we, that when Antonio Garcia had to take emergency service when the yellows came out at uh, a, 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 an inappropriate time for them, that they were able to pull their way back through. But Joe Bradley, this is quite major work going on on the left rear. Yeah, we brought out some tie rods for the rear suspension as well. Ah. So I'm not actually sure what the problem is. They brought out a new damper. That's the first thing I spotted. So it's a spring damper unit in one. It's all very fiddly in there. And of course, that rear brake disc is absolutely scalding hot. You, you need about four blokes in there, but you can't. You could only fit. Well, they've managed to fit two. I think if actually they've got another one in there, that'd be a world record. But uh, that's another story altogether. So it is very fiddly, very restricted, very hot, very, very harsh environment trying to do this. The suspension tie rods have gone back. They're not needed, it seems. So I'm, I'm just going to hang fire and see if that damper unit is going to be... Yeah, it is. It's just a change of the damper, left rear damper. The old one is sitting on a tyre to the left. No, no, that's the new one. Oh, that's the new one, yeah, is it? Yeah, that's okay. the new one. We haven't got the old one out yet. Gosh. Um, when, so this is costing them. This is absolutely costing them. Safety this car is coming to 17. They're going to drop off the lead lap if that car doesn't go no, it's not going anywhere for now. They can't get the damper oh, this, this is going to be costly, Joe Bradley. Yeah, it's already cost them, hasn't it? Drama yeah. here in the pit lane. As the 
number three Corvette, which has been the long-time leader pool setter for Antonio Garcia, who's a maestro in qualifying here at Sebring International Raceway, and it has led for so much of the race. 25 BMW coming back in as well for a top-up, it would seem. Their pit board is down, and there they lose the lead lap in GTD Pro as Faf Motorsports will go through. And Joe Bradley is watching this. It's painful, Joe, in some respects. They're working as fast as they can. And, it, you know, this would be a job that if you were doing yourself or you took to your local dealer, they'd book you in for, what, four or five hours of well, of, uh, of labour on this one? Well, you'd drop it off at nine o'clock and pick it up at five, wouldn't you? And it'll probably take a good couple of hours to actually do it. They've finally got to the bottom of it. They've got the new damper in. I'm going to try and confirm that that... Is a new left rear damper that's gone on there. Very, very harsh environment, of course, to get in there. Whilst you've got people pit stopping around you. The 25 BMW, for instance, come in just behind the car. And uh, that car is in, taking on fuel. Uh, we've already changed the tyres on the 25. Door shut. So we're just waiting for the fuel to jump off. He does. That's the second time that that car's been. So that car moving off on electric power. Very sinister. Uh, all right. of all of the all of the GTPs came in the first time round when they could, Joe. Yep. And then the BMW in again. I think that's worth a, a, a chat with the BMW and with the number 60 Acura team, Joe, because they had come in at the first opportunity when the pits opened for prototypes, and then they've come back in again. And you said they changed tyres on the BMW again. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw tyres going up back over the wall. Fuel and tyres. Okay. Right. Well, the number Porsche 01 car well. made up a, a position during that round of pit stops at the expense of the number 7 Porsche. So it's number 01 car now in second position. The Porsche of Philippe Nasser down to third. Next up is Ricky Taylor, who vaulted up three positions ah. during that round of stops. They changed the driver in the 60, Colin Brown got into that Acura, they took Elio out but I still, why didn't they do that the first time let's find, let's find out uh, what was going on with the Corvette first of all long stop, left rear problem, Tommy Milner is with Joe Bradley, Tommy we just watched that contention just ever weird there, what was the problem I saw a damper going in there, is that the issue? Yeah, I replaced the damper there in the left rear. I noticed something on my last stint there where the car was worse over the bumps in 17 and 1. Um, you could kind of manage it, but um, I had a feeling there was something not quite right. Uh, so I just told the guys before we came in there to take a look, and it was pretty obvious when they took the wheel off that there was something wrong. So it's the right thing to do to change it for sure because um, you that could be a, a bigger problem later on. At least we have the problem fixed now, and... I think we've lost one lap here, so we'll have to be a little smart here with strategy if we can to try to get the lap back. But um, ah, disappointing for sure. The car was was very good. Um, the race is definitely not over yet, but um, yeah, it's a bummer to, to race that hard for so long, to be up the front that long, and now we have to fight hard. But we have two fantastic guys in the car up next, Jordan now and then Antonio at the end. So uh, those two guys will do everything they can to, to make that happen. 
Very, very bad look indeed, and that was painful watching it from here, not having any connection to the team. People Durrani, another copy boot start ahead of Sebastian Bordier with the goal front of card down the inside. Ricky Taylor, the magic wand said Joe's been raved, and they're backing it, and they certainly are. And Taylor goes up to third position from the start. Up the inside of Felipe Nazar for Porsche Penske Motorsport. And that accurate rejuvenated. It's dropping way back after the pit lane speeding penalty. And now immediately goes to work on Sebastian Borde down towards turn seven. We know how fast this accurate is in a straight line. And we know that the number zero one Cadillac takes a wee while to get its temperatures and pressures up on its Michelin tyres. Durrani trying to make a break for freedom here. Can be no mistakes from Bordier. Oh, slams the ground as he goes over the bumps into turn 10. That tells you that they're not up to pressure because they're running a slightly lower ride height until the tyres come up to pressure. That looked painful as the sparks flew from the skid plate underneath the car on Bordier's machine. Huge move up the inside into turn one, very late indeed by Ricky Taylor and Philippe Nazar did well to avoid it but had to lift out of it and loses positions because of it. Mathieu Jaminet and Colin Brown right there as well. So Durrani, Bordet, Taylor, your top three down the back straight. Now heads into turn 17, down the inside, Bordier's found a new lease of life. Releases the brake after the first apex and slides through on Durrani. Now we've seen the Cadillac swapping places before, but that didn't look like it was planned across the line. Bordier now leads for Cadillac Racing from Whelan Engineering, the 31 in second. Then the two Acuras have got by Philippe Nazar after that restart first corner. Ricky Taylor at the 10, Colin Brown in the 60. Then the two Porsche Penske Motorsport 963s. And then Sheldon van der Lende in the remaining BMW. Glenn van Berlo for Andretti Autosport is into the pits. And that is for ah, drive through, ran over some pit equipment. Meantime, the red, white, and black number 20 is going to have to come in as well. That's another minimum fuel time penalty for high-class racing. And unsafe free entry to the track for the 57. That'll be a drive-through, but that's the windward car. Uh, that car hasn't re reappeared on the pit lane yet, but will have to serve a penalty when it does. So Bordet yeah, leads a Cadillac 1-2. Big shuffle around there, wasn't there? That, that restart, and now we'll see whether these Cadillacs can pull away from the rest, although no, it's, uh, it's still Ricky Taylor's in second position, isn't he? How do you get back past... Do uh, you get back past another 31 car? Ah, good question, good question. Well, that's what the timing screen says. Let's see what we can actually see out of the window. Taylor had a great restart, no doubt about it. Bordier went past Durrani, and Ricky Taylor, yes, has been scored in second position now. The yeah. timing screen just taking a wee moment. No, he, he made the pass it. on that lap. He made a pass on that lap, yeah. correct. Durrani lost 
first position coming out of uh, coming into 17 last time around as described yeah. to the 0 1. And then uh, Nicky Taylor's just gone through as well. People to Ronnie dropping into the clutches of the Acura of Colin Brown. That, that caution could not have been better time for that number 10 car. Fighting through all the traffic. In comes the number 13, Matt Bell. Now, if they had a penalty as well, this is the AWA car. Can't see a penalty for that car. Catherine Legg just come, come out of the pit lane as well in the gradient number 66. They're just fighting for points now. They've had a really unfortunate run this weekend, being driven into a couple of times. Number also, 74 car came in out of the lead on that restart lap as well, so he got maximum points uh, and then has, uh, has uh, made its pit stop as we went back to green, so it's lost, cost itself some track position, but did get those MEC points. 36 coming through again, so that's consecutive laps for a drive-through for the 36 Glen Van Berlo car. Okay. Meantime, Corvette fighting back, lap down, goes side by side with Reese. Turn 10, gets through. That's the good news. The bad news is the uh, 62 carts in the back of that train. Actually, you do get past Daniel, excuse me, you get past uh, Roman Grosjean. But uh, other than that, it's still a lap down to the entire GTD Pro leading contenders. Let's go to Joe Bradley uh, with some news on the 63 uh, Lamborghini, the Iron Links car. John, you mouthed the word frustrating there as, uh, as you were just getting out of the car. Yeah, it's just, it's so hard to fight here when it's quite clear now, Daytona, we saw we were just way too slow in a straight line, um, but granted it was the first race of the car and everything like that, and, you know, Ames is known for their great BOP and great close racing between all the cars, and again, this weekend, we're just struggling in a straight line, it's just, uh, the team's done an incredible job, the car is really hooked up, we're really taking leaps and bounds, but unfortunately, in clean air, we can sort of be there on pace, half a second to seven tenths off, but as soon as we're in the fight, it's like we're GD4 with the handbrake on, so it's tough right now, um, but you know, it seems a racing, anything can happen, and that's why we love it. Uh, clean air at Sebring is very scarce. It's It's been absolutely frightening out there all day. Yeah, exactly, and uh, you know, we're pushing hard, we're doing our best. Um, you know, credits to Lamborghini, like, giving us such a strong car, honestly, we, we can't complain uh, at the end of the day. We, we have what we have right now, and, yeah, we'll just continue to fight, push on, because we saw in Daytona, it got edgy at the end, and here again, we know Sebring from uh, past experiences, it could get quite crazy. So, let's see what happens. Driving standards also out there is getting a bit crazy at the minute. Uh, drivers pushing you off track at the moment was also frustrating, but keeping our nose clean and doing the best we can. Jordan Pepper with Joe Bradley. And in GTD, Kenton Cook has made some passes at the restart. Yes, he, he took the green flag in fourth position. It was number one car that led from number 12 and number 27. Now it's number 32 in the lead from number one, 27, and then 12. Cars coming in, Aero Motorsport uh, into the pit lane now with Christian Rasmussen. It'll be a drive down the pit lane for Mathieu Jaminet. 
they ran through some pit equipment as well so that will be a drive through for the sixth place Porsche Penske Motorsports 9 63 I thought I saw a bit of argy bargy um, behind the Lexus maybe a Ferrari getting some contact there a moment or two ago seen any seen any um, consequences from that cars moving slowly etc so much going on I honestly don't know where to look at the moment yeah. under three hours and 40 minutes to go Highlands ESPN 106.3 FM Sirius XM and we'll have Sirius XM coverage for every single WeatherTech sports car race this season as we have for the past few years here on IMSA Radio and Sound and Vision on IMSAradio.com if you want to watch the live world feed without any breaks full action, no interruptions then go to IMSAradio.com and the drop down menu on the top left live video is the first option for you with Bordet being gently reeled in by Ricky Taylor, 0-1 from 1-0. Lachia Jamadir drops to 7th position in GTP as he comes in to serve that drive-through penalty. And there's been a shake-up in LMP3, Jeremy Shaw. Yeah, there has with the various pit stops uh, since we went back to green for the uh, number 74 car and the 13 and number 36. It's now the number 30 car, the Junior 3 racing uh, entry that is leading the class number 30 Dakota Dickerson at the wheel the handy lead over Till Beckensheimer and then closing in on him will be uh, Matthew Bell in the number 13 AWA car uh, behind him there's a, a, a fair gap back to Glenn Van Burlow in number 36 car that made that stop just a few moments ago at IMSA Radio don't forget, hashtag Michelin PRT for our listener-driven post-race tech show. Hashtag Michelin PRT. And we're still looking for our BDO Nose Strategy Award as well. Everyone, and I mean everyone, on the pit wall have had to think very, very quickly and react very, very quickly in the uh, first part of this race eight and a half hours nearly completed now so, 225 laps so three hours 36 to go Jeremy Shaw, this is by no means over yet. By no means over yet. GTD battle is just fantastic. We've got uh, 12 cars, I think, uh, on the lead lap. The last one, of course, Jan Halen, the number 16 car that uh, survived that incident with the number 57. It's 57 car came off a lot worse, obviously. Um, so uh, he has uh, made those extra stops and he's still going. He's ways behind the rest, but he's actually just got a, a, a personal best sector one in that Porsche. 
So Jan Halen struggling to make up that ground a little bit. And Kenton Cook, as I say, he's been absolutely flying. Uh, he's got a little bit of a margin all of a sudden over Roman DeAndres, about three and a half seconds in the number 27 Harder Racing Aston Martin, who has moved past Brian Sellers' BMW in the last lap or two. Uh, and then right behind Sellers, well, there's a long train of cars. There uh, is Ollie Milroy, number 70 McLaren. That car's back in the, in the mix yep, again, having right had there. problems early on. The Lexus of Frankie Montecalvo. Alec Udell and Trent Hinman in two Porsches, 92 and 77. Also Patrick Gallagher in the tournament of what BMW 96. Uh, the Magnus Aston Martin Spets Papelli, number 44. Loris Spinelli, uh, is, is, he is a little bit farther back, but down to Spencer Pompelli, it is nose to tail. Three wide across the start finish line, right in front of us, with the middle car was getting squeezed just a little bit there. It was one of the Lexus. How did that not end up in shards of carbon fiber? I'm not sure. Wow, literally held my breath there as I was looking out the window at just the right time. Oh. Mauro Engel, a new fastest lap in GTD Pro for the number 79 AMG GT3 sits in third position about three seconds away from the lead at the moment in TDS Racing, Scott Huffeger one lap off the lead in that number 11 car he's just put the fastest lap in in LMP2, that is a stout effort from young Scott. 150.758, car a, a lap off the lead, but not clearly out of contention. No, and, he, and it's a bit frustrating for that team because they haven't been able to get the lap back on either of the last two caution periods because one of the leading cars on the lead lap didn't come into the pits uh, and they were still ahead of the uh, number 11 car, so uh, it hasn't been able to get those laps back. So a little bit frustrating, but they've got the pace clearly in that car. 16-6 NSX, Catherine Legg in 15th position at the moment for Gradient Racing, been run into twice during the race now, once by uh, Nick Tandy I see it remember early on when it took the front end off the car, Joe Bradley in the pits for this part of the session, Sheer Adam will join us rejoin us shortly 57 and 16 that get together that we saw earlier on reviewed no action and the performance tech number 38 has just come back out from behind the wall now that's got a still got a penalty hanging over it if i remember so that car i think uh, too many people working on it and, and maybe too much work going on in emergency service as well so i think that might have to back in the pit lane so the windward and right motorsport come together no action taken by race control there down to eight tenths of a second between Faf and Vassa Sullivan Porsche and Lexus another two seconds back to the AMG GT3 of WeatherTech it's on GTD Pro Jeremy's right Ollie Milroy is right there with Brian Sellers now, who's about two seconds behind Roman De Angelis in GTD. That's the battle for four third and second. But Kenton Cook has cleared off. Catch me if you can in that 32 team caught off Motorsport EMG GT3. 
the inception car. You can see Brian Sellis is that Total Quartz liveried BMW M4. At the front of the field. The battle of the GTPs goes on. We've only lost one of the GTPs. The 24 BMW went out with cooling issues about an hour or so ago. So it's the 0-1 gold-fronted Cadillac for Cadillac Racing. Chip Ganassi running that team. Half a second back. Ricky Taylor right back in the mix. Almost a lap down and the car couldn't make speed. They were really struggling. And then the safety car comes out and they're right back in it. People Durrani. Another four seconds further back. Ken Cook in with the GTD Pros now. Problem is, of course, he's a lap behind all of those after that split earlier on. Seth Lucas pits the RVM Motorsports leash here from sixth place in LMP3. He's the first car off the lead lap in LMP3. New fastest lap for the car. Tower Motorsports number eight, Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin can drive anything. 151.302, that's a good lap for that car. That's but the fastest lap of the race. For him, yeah, for that car, yeah. True for that car. car Scott yeah. Huffing has done a 50.424. Right, well, yeah. Christian Rasmussen's just done a 50.4. And yeah, and you're right, he did that on the last lap, didn't he, Huffaker? Yeah. So, last lap track one, conditions yeah. are, again, really, really good right now, considering pretty remarkable really considering how far we are into this race Seth Lucas from RVM Motorsport they're just tap going down the pits crowd strike getting ready for a stop in the 0-4 leader Ben Hanley in LMP2 they're just checking the tyre pressures so Catherine Legg I said she was in and out of the pitch. She had to have more damage repaired to the left-hand side rear. It's now been tied up with a bungee cord. Some left front damage as well to add to the right front damage. I'll just balance up the arrow. And that was annoying because she just managed to get past the two cars ahead of her. But that's now a lap down for the 66 gradient car. As I said... They've had a pretty big described as a character building weekend. Another great lap there from Sebastian Bourdais, 148.452. That's only a tenth of a second away from the fastest lap of the race by that car, which was actually wow. set by Renga van der Zander uh, back on lap 165, with 230 laps now in the books. And he pulled out to a part of a second extended his lead over Ricky Taylor by a better part of a second on that last lap. And he, in turn, is edging away now from Pipo Durrani. Isn't it interesting how things ebb and flow? Oh, absolutely. And that's why we like the long races, yeah. Jeremy. Because it's not over until it's over. And even then, sometimes it's not over. Yeah. WP73, at NIMSA Radio, what's the future for LMP3 racing in NIMSA? Is it on its way out? With all the changes, or is it here to stay? We had John Doonan, president of Ibsen, earlier in the 
race. They've made the announcement to extend the eligibility of LMP2 to 2025. And yeah. he said announcements coming about LMP3 live here in this booth. I think by June 1st, I think, is yeah. when they're planning yeah. to make that announcement on LMP3. It's been popular, Jeremy, and they sound great. Yeah, and it's relatively affordable too. Uh, and it has provided some tremendous racing. I mean, right now we've got uh, five cars on the lead lap in LMP3. And it's been a really good battle all the way through. We've had a bunch of different leaders. Cody Dickerson leads the way right now. He's pulling away uh, from Till Beckelsheimer in second position. Doing a nice job in that uh, JDC Miller car in second. Matt Bell is uh, closing in on Till, but not that quickly. He was about a second quicker on that last lap. Just, just jumping in on that conversation, guys, about LMP3 and its future. I'd be amazed if the series uh, does away with it as a, as a part of this series because I've never known a race series get rid of a grid that has got great numbers, uh, well-funded teams, very professionally, uh, the way that the teams present themselves, all top-level, all top-level stuff. And yeah. the, the cars the cars are great, and they're a great, they're a great training formula aren't they that's the point Joe. Yes. that is the point now the, VP, the teams and drivers correct John, huh? the vp racing challenge has taken on some of that because they're in multi-class racing sprint racing rather than endurance though with gt4 cars or gsx as they're called but i think multi-class multi-driver um lmp3 i do think it's very good um I might have a T-shirt made with this. You can only learn multi-class racing by doing multi-class racing. And you can't jump up from single make into the WeatherTech Championship and into a prototype car, even into a GT car, and have the GTPs going flying past you if you're not, if you're not attuned to that. So know that p2 is going to continue what we've got seven p2 still running seven p3 still running seven gtd pros a whole bunch of gtd abs and seven gdps actually yeah and on lap before last dakota dickerson who's leading that class for junior three racing in kind of 30 he just turned a, a 157.3 which is only just over two tenths of a second away from garrett Griss's fastest lap in that car well into a stint race leader though he's regularly now in the 49s and even the occasional 48 for Sebastian Bourdais but Ricky Taylor he's holding pace he's about three and a half seconds behind also lapping consistently well below the 1 minute 50 mark unlike Piva Durrani who's just over the 150s most recently Bradley down in the pits yeah we've got the number 18 the era car we were talking to Ryan DL uh, a little earlier and uh, you know it's a character building event for them and they are in the pit in the pit lane now all alone all by themselves and they're so sort of out of sync with the rest of the LMP2 field and they're just 
the needing and having to go around about their business and trying to get the car back into contention with a little bit of tricky strategy here and there. But at the moment, it's uh, it's totally out of balance with the rest of the field. Under three and a half to go. Down into turn one a moment or two. Actually, a little while ago now, this there was an incident, just the slightest touch between the 57 Windward car and the 16 Wright Motorsport Porsche. Wright Motorsport Porsche lost the wing end plate as it pulled out of the tyres, broken front steering and suspension for the 57 Windward car. But right now, that uh, number 16 car still running. Very distinctive blue, black, and white colours. I don't even think it lost a lap after that, if I'm honest. Who was that? The 16. No, it didn't. No. It managed to stay on the lead lap, which was very impressive. Jan Halen behind the wheel that car now running in uh, 12th position in GTD seemingly even without that left rear end plate it is still running nicely Bordet by a second now yeah it's come down it was uh, it was sort of stabilizing around about three and a half it appeared for three or four laps but then some traffic on that last lap for Sebastian Bordet his lap time at 151.9 Ricky Taylor didn't get the traffic on that particular lap. It was in the 49s. And this time around, he's even closer. Less than a second now between the two leaders heading in to turn one. There's nothing, really nothing, between what's going on. The front of the field. Tenths of a second now, Jeremy. Ricky Taylor's got the bit between yeah. his teeth. He's coming. We saw right from the restart, didn't he? He looked pretty feisty. Dealt with Pipo Tirani after Pipo had lost the lead to his Cadillac stable mate. And now they are 8.7 seconds ahead of Tirani, who's 4.2 ahead of Colin Brown. But the battle for the lead is back on with 3 hours and 20 to go. Look at the uh, uh, MEC points, the Michelin Endurance Cup points. Yes, because uh, we did got them in four hours, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we They've did just come through. Yep, uh, the, uh, the 8th hour was a little while ago. The results, uh, the unofficial results, obviously, at this stage. Uh, but in, uh, in GTP, it was the wheel and engineering Cadillac. Car number 31 was out front ahead of the number 7 uh, Penske Porsche. And then the Cadillac Racing Zero One car. So the points now... Uh, have 20 for Konica Minolta Acura, that's kind of a 10, it's currently in second position. They've got 20 points. Tied on 19 will be that number 31 car that was leading at the 8-hour mark and the number 01 Cadillac. So one point covering the top three in GTP. 
in, in LRP2, it uh, remains ridiculously close. Uh, it was the, the Tower Motorsport car was ahead at the eight-hour mark, so we'll score maximum points for the first time this season. The PR1 Matheson car was in second place, as it was at the four-hour mark, and the 0-4 CrowdStrike Racing entry was third, as it was a four-hour mark. So now the points uh, have unofficially... PR1 Matheson Motorsports then on 19 to the 18 of both the 0-4 CrowdStrike Racing entry and the TDS number 11... 17 points for TDS Racing car number 35 and 15 for the car that was out front at this 8-hour mark, Tower Motorsport in car number 8. In LMP3, it was Riley Motorsports that, to, for the first time this season also scored maximum points, uh, but they're not quite yet in the, in the overall record. It's still Sean Creech Motorsports that will lead the way on 22 from the 19 of AWA number 17 car and 18 points for Andretti Autosport in car number 36. GTD Pro, uh, for the second time in this race, a Corvette scores maximum points, and that will close the gap to WeatherTech Racing, which was in second position at the 8-hour mark. That's car number 79, the Mercedes. That will now have 26 points to the Corvette's 23. Third position uh, out of the top four at the 8-hour uh, mark is Harder Racing on 18 points. Finally, in GTD, uh, Chetelar Racing stayed out yes. at that point to, to get those maximum points. Again, a first for that team this season. They're down on 15 points. But leading the way is Harder Racing team, kind of 27 on 23 points to the 20 of Team Courthouse Motorsports number 32. And then uh, back from there. In the battle at the head of LMP2, Ben Handley has just got away a little bit here for CrowdStrike by APR ten and a half seconds but Ed Jones and Scott McLaughlin are having a cracking scrap for second, high class racing number 20 oh, being given a mechanical black flag and a penalty for minimum fuel time, that'll be a stop at 10, that's been reviewed, so whilst this is a battle on track, what somebody has to tell the driver of the Black, yellow, black, orange and white car. Scott McLaughlin, don't fight too hard there. Because that car's going to have the pit. This is 2-0. The high-class racing red, white and black machine goes past the Iron Dames. Lamborghini into turn number one. Just starting to get a little darker out there at the moment. The lights around the circuit. Turn four, respect the Palms camp. They've been turned on, and I can see them. A bit of cloud covering the sun. That's uh, making it just a little darker. Still very humid out there. Oh, door open on the 85 car. Till Bechtelsheimer's driver's door, I think, has just popped open down at turn seven. This is the bright yellow number 85, and this is the second place car in LMP3. Now, let's have a look. Did he manage to catch it and pull it back down again? He's just coming through to turn right hander at turn 13. I'll try and get a look at it as he comes through. No, it's still open. 
I think he's holding it down with a hand. Coming to where he was knocked off the track earlier in the piece. Just past a Ferrari there that's got a different coloured door. Mark that one out for later. That's the uh, number 21 machine of uh, Simon Mann for AF Corsa. Got a plain black door on the right-hand side. I have to say I hadn't noticed before now, so apologies for that. So Scott McLaughlin not necessarily pushing too hard to get by Ed Jones at the moment. Another black flag for the 20. It's the meatball flag, as they call it here. Black flag with a orange circle in the middle. That means you've got a mechanical issue that needs sorting immediately. They've also got a penalty for minimal, minimum fuel time breach. A warning... <laughs> Stewards have been busy. A warning being issued for blocking as well. Now, that is for... The number 78. So that's just a warning at the moment. And Joe Bradley, one of the reasons, may have found out one of the reasons why that number 20 is not coming in. Yeah, they've got old style uh, notice board, and it's, it's kind of been mocked up very, very quickly with a with a sharpie with the words "drive through," big orange arrow pointing to towards the pit lane. Drive through. Plus 10 is what they've uh, scrolled on there with a big sharpie. The team, the high-class team, are on the pit wall waiting for the car. I, I, I'm not sure. If they've got that, they mustn't be confident the driver is receiving any comms. We're going to wait and see any moment, aren't we? Just got past the start-finish line, and it is a stop at 10. Got to get him into the pit lane shortly. McLaughlin's right with him, and ostensibly it's a, a pass. He's pulled out and pulled back again in that number 20, Ed Jones. Is that the note to Scott that he's going into the pit lane? I think it is. He was showing McLaughlin. Yes, it was. That was really smart driving by Ed Jones. Got a rear light out as well. Now, he can stop at his pit and have the mechanical black flag attended to, but he'll have to come down the pit lane again for the stop at 10. Joe Bradley, is he stopping at his pit? Yeah, he is. He's stopping at his box. He stopped. Crew opens the door. Not sure what the crew member's doing. Obviously, nothing's going on. They're not refueling. They're not changing tyres. The car has just come to a halt. Now, the the, uh, the, the made-up makeshift board said plus 10. And taking an instruction verbally. Two, two separate things, Joe. Shot a mechanical black flag, and he's got a stop plus 10 for a minimum fuel breach. I presume that the, the mechanical black flag is for the radio. I'm going to ask Johnny Knox now, and then the, the, the basically the communication about the, the plus 10 drive through um, was um, conversation going on now with uh, Johnny Knox. And I'm, I'm going to clarify that this number 20 has been given this black flag because of the radio not working. I'm not sure. We'll leave you to that, Joe. Coming up to another clock hour. It's RS2, IMSA Radio, live.
from Seabree. Let's get back down to Joe Bradley and see if we can find out what's going on with that number 20 car. No, not yet. Okay. I think I think what Johnny Knott's waiting for is for it to actually sort this penalty out. So he's just kind of had right. a conversation. You can't serve the penalty Stop. in your box. You would have had to go down the penalty box, Joe. So the first thing they've got to do is presumably fix the mechanical black flag that they got the black and orange flag for. There's two separate issues with this car, Joe. He owes us a, dry, a stop plus 10. However, we can't communicate with the driver because of the radio issue. We're bringing the car in to repair the radio. Then he'll come in now and do his stop plus 10. Wait, is, it, is the regulation the radio must be working? Yes. There you go, guys. Yeah, so uh, just frustration upon frustration for that number 20 team. They've had a really strong run, and Ed Joe's running in second position there. Uh, uh, before having to make that stop and are now probably falling off the lead lap I think probably already as number 51 car comes into the pits out of third position in the class it's still a Ben Hanley who leads the way in that crowd strike by APR car number 04 leads by about 17 seconds now over Scotty McLaughlin in car number uh, 8 for Tower Motorsport uh, and then behind or about to pass the number 51 Rick Ware racing entry is now leaving its pit box, having taken on service. Devlin DiFrancesco at the wheel of that car. The next up in the road is uh, Paul Lupchatin, has probably, I think, already gone through into what will now be, at least briefly, third place. And that is the number 20, that is the, sorry, number 52 car, isn't it? 51. 51. Just going into turn one now. Yeah, exactly. Car. So, just uh, that step is uh, completed. He will rejoin uh, on his the, own there. And the 52, which is the car that you thought might have gone through. Uh, yeah, that's coming into turn 10 now, so that's long gone. Yeah. Coming down to another race hour having been completed. Yeah, and interesting now that uh, yeah, Bourdais is still learning to turn into really fast laps at the front of the field. Ricky Taylor's sort of matching him. He's only within a couple of seconds. Pippa Durrani, though, is a full 12 seconds behind now. So just you know, gradually losing ground to those two leaders. But look, there's still over three hours to go. He won't be too worried Dra about that. Drama here. I think there's a fire at the back of this uh -oh. car as it comes in the pit lane. There is underneath the rear deck. This was the leader, Cadillac number 01. The golden car is smoking as Sheer Adam is down in that pit. I've just come back into the pit lane, John, and I was not expecting a barbecue. Sebastian Bourdais bringing in the 01 Cadillac. He is still aboard it, yes. I'm not crazy in thinking that. Uh, but the car with fire under the middle, it was coming out of the engine bay. The crew going to work with fire extinguishers. They we're not expecting to see the car down the pit lane yet, but indeed it has arrived and there is a big plume of smoke down from their pit box. This is disaster and heartbreak for Chip Ganassi's Cadillac team. So most importantly though, Sebastian Bourdais is out of the car. I'm frustrated beyond description. He slaps his hand down on his thigh as much as to say, how has this happened? 
turning some fabulous laps just before this happened. Three hours and eight minutes or thereabouts to go. Having a cracking scrap and holding off Ricky Taylor. Certainly holding their own in that gold front of Cadillac, Jeremy Shaw. And this is hard. Heartbreak. Yeah, it really is. You, you just uh, that was a tremendous stint that Sebastian Bourdais drove there. Turned a, a whole bunch of really quick laps there. But you know, Ricky Taylor was staying right with him, wasn't he? So it's. Uh, it, but there's still, you know, as I said just before that, still three hours to go. And uh, Pippa Durrani will move up, up into second position, and uh, he's been kind of keeping his powder dry, I think, through this stint. He's still got uh, a lot long way to do. There's uh, Sebastian commiserating with his father there. Good to see Patrick here as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, other cars in trouble in the pit lane. Sheer Adam, including a crowd favourite. Rexy is a one-eyed dinosaur at the moment, John. Uh, the 80 zero for AO, not at all confusing to try and say, has had the bodywork off the front of the car, and they have been doing some comprehensive work in the right front suspension area to the point where they actually took the headlight off to try and get in and do more adjustments. We just had the 16 right motorsport portion of the pit lane. They did a driver change. Zach Robichon taking back over for Jan I think they're cognizant of the four and any six hour rule and they want to have Jan Halen into that car for the end of the race. We also had the leader in from LMP2. That was the 0-4 CrowdStrike racing car. It was still Ben Hanley staying aboard there, but they did do fuel and tires. And I'm sorry to report the 0-1 has gone back behind the wall. Completely and utterly disconsolate. Sebastian Bourdais takes his helmet his balaclava off he's left his custom in ears that has he just doesn't want to talk to anybody puts his glasses back on wisps of smoke coming from the exhaust pipes and fire just flame gently licking underneath the engine cover at the back of that Cadillac team saw it coming down the pit lane I presume Bordet had told them he had a loss of power or something like that it's not trailing any liquid but there's certainly vapour or something coming out of the right hand side exhaust pipe the team went to work very very quickly to get Sebastian out once they realised that there were lick of flame coming from underneath the engine cover and made sure that they gave it a good dousing with extinguishing before they decided to take off the rear clip. It's behind the wall now, and they're still looking at it. They have taken it all the way back to the paddock. Glenn von Berlo in from the sharp end of LMP3. Shea Adam, that car's been battling all the way through this race and now it's battling some kind of engine issue Don, it is in the pit lane the engine cover is off and the engine is silent, the crew working with absolutely zero freneticness, there is no urgency to get this car back out Scott McLaughlin leads for Tower Motorsport in the number 8 Ben Hanley in second now for CrowdStrike Racing after that pit stop for Ben about uh, four minutes ago and that leaves Paul Loup-Chatin back to third for the Wins car another 
second or so back. Leader of the race, Ricky Taylor. All the luck in the world started to change for this car. Didn't have any pace on one of the second stints and dropped down through the field. Then in the pit stop, had to have a drive through right on the end of the lead lap. Still struggling to find the pace and then out comes the yellow flag. They get back onto the back of the train of cars in GTP, made a pit stop, changed the tyres. Slap Ricky Taylor around with a bit of red meat, I think, when they put him in for the restart. And he has done the job. He's pulled out 20 seconds now and Colin Brown in second place. Yeah. Acura first and second. Colin Brown in second place. Exactly right, John. He's just got past Felipe Nasser uh, on, the, on the previous lap, I think that was. So change for what became second and third after the retirement, apparently, of the number zero one car. And Andretti Autosport behind the wall as well. So that looks like, if not a retirement straight away, certainly it will be nothing better than seventh place points as they start to lose laps. And that is an absolute disaster for them as well. And that's rather heartbreaking too, as they've been at the sharp end of the LMP3 field, battling with Junior 3 and AWA for most of this race. Ed Jones just returns to the fray in the high-class racing number 20 after all of its penalties and problems. As the 0-1 gold-fronted Cadillac is on the end of a tow rope with one of the little tyre trucks taking it back into the paddock. Let's uh, quickly go to shape with Sir Scotty Mack down in the pit lane. Scott McLaughlin. Well, Scotty, this is just a little bit different than Daytona, eh? It is. I mean, that's a workout. I've just looked at my uh, little workout strain. I've done like 1,600 calories in like an hour. So uh, it's kind of crazy, but um, yeah, the car's really feeling good. You know, we luckily got out of that crash unscathed, and um, yeah, I feel, feel I'm more and more comfortable. Every lap I do around here, I just feel more comfortable, so I feel really good. The leader is in the pits, the number 10, uh, Konica Minolta Acura, but we'll let you know if anything happens there. But for you, this is a brand new experience. Uh, you're going to get in the car for the first time at night, in the night. Uh, it'll be another new track. Yeah, it will be. Um, but, you know, I did a little bit of a run the other night and, and what was a practice, but a uh, big hyphenated you know, practice because it was just crazy out there. But hopefully we stay out of the carnage and um, can bring this, home, uh, this car home well because it's been good. The pit stops have been great all day. The team have been unreal getting the... The, the car back out after that crash so um, Kiffin's doing well John did well so yeah we'll just see what we can do it's a lot nicer when you're in the fight isn't it it is it's a lot more motivating I'll give you the tip so yeah getting getting laps back at the Daytona was fun but this is more fun being in the fight <laughs> good job so far thank you and for that leading pit stop it was scrub tires and a driver change lights come on as it comes off the pit lane speed limiter back into the fight and it's, well, that's interesting. I didn't see the driver change. Must have looked a bit in opportune time, but I've got Louis Delatraz listed in that number 10 now. Ricky Taylor must have got out. Colin Brown. Let's uh, just check to see when that car comes. Maybe not the driver 
driver. Actually, they're, they're on the, the radio court now, aren't they? Not serving a penalty within four start-finish crossings. The number 20 is going to have to come through the pit lane again. More penalties than the European Cup final for the number 20 high-class racing car. Colin Brown now listed as leading the race by 7.2 seconds, but owing us a pit stop, Sheldon von der Linde, yeah. 7.2 seconds behind for the remaining BMW. Felipe Nazas just pitted in the Porsche Penske number seven, that's the one with the blue running lights in the pit lane and the black pinstripes. And that's a new set of Michelins. They were very shiny. Felipe Nazas then staying in that car and and a tear off wow they are setting him on stun Mathieu Jaminet coming into the pit lane as well will come in behind that's the purple running lights in the pit lane and the white stripes as the seven goes out the service starts on the number six and Shea Adam can watch that and uh, congratulations to the Tandy family because now you need to pay attention to this race a little bit closer. Nick has climbed aboard once again. Matthew Gemini out of the car. They are doing new tires. Let me uh, make sure that they are all nice and shiny as the crew for the seven is still out on the wall. Oh, yes, those are the striations on them that I saw on the 31 Whalen Engineering Cadillac earlier. These are brand new, fresh out of the mold. So for Nick, he's getting in, he's getting to drive into the sunset, and he's getting new rubber to boot new boots to rubber as he heads out the pit lane just under three hours to go now we went through another race hour three minutes ago yeah once again at number 60 car John Amaya Shank Acura getting good uh, uh, energy usage here it's, it's once again going longer than everybody else and stays out again does Colin Brown this time uh, uh, around so he's uh, he's getting longer stints out of this car which if things carry on as they are might mean he will need a little bit less fuel than everybody else on his final stop of the evening yes so still as you say still over still more than a regular IMSA WeatherTech Sports yes, Car Championship right. race to go there's been 2 hours and 40 minutes We're at 2 hours and 56 remaining right now and still getting you know it's getting the, the, the sun's going down isn't it just it's getting a little bit cooler. Yeah, the, the, the cloud cover has come across. Track temperatures dropped now down to 27 Celsius. Air temperatures remain pretty much the same. Uh, it got up into, I think, to 29 or 30, but no, not much further than that in the air. And it's now 28 Celsius, which is 82 Fahrenheit, 81 on the track. But that track temperature has come down quite a lot from the heat of the day, and that's because the sun has been behind cloud and there's not the direct solar energy on the track. With the cloud coming in from the west, that will mean the sun is behind cloud even before it goes down in official sunset is in 20 minutes. So we might get dark a little bit quicker. At, RS, uh, at uh, IMSA Radio, excuse me. IMSA Radio... Uh, Twitter handle at Radio. Hashtag Michelin PRT for questions. Points are rising 
more clarifications that you might need. Maybe you've just noticed something that you want to point out. The original listener-driven radio show. Uh, good to have your company wherever you are around the world, watching or listening, or here at the track as well. 100.9 and Highlands ESPN 106.3 FM, Sirius XM, and around the world at RS2, the home of IMSA Radio. Don't forget that live World Feeds TV with no blocks, uh, with no breaks. Blocked here in the US because you've got the NBC team to look after you. If there's uh, no network TV in your country, then you can get onto IMSA Radio. The drop-down memory on the top left. That's the first option. So Colin Brown into the pits from the lead. Shea Adam is waiting for the number 60 to come to a halt. Fuel and tyres for Colin as the number 60 is getting going and moving once again. It does still look like Colin's helmet. I must admit I didn't quite see if they did a driver change. As the 70 Inception Racing McLaren goes rolling back by me as well. They just did a full pit stop. The rear brakes on that car are mightily aglow. So that's something to keep an eye on because they should have cooled off well, just slightly having been stopped at the pit stop. And I also had the 14 Lexus in for Vassar Sullivan. This car is missing a chunk of its right front bumper, including both of the dive planes. So Ben Bardigan staying aboard. He did get new Michelin tires. It's that time of the evening, John, where we're seeing a lot of the windshield tear-offs, but where the teams might just want to think about start using some scrub rubber because, well, as you mentioned, the temperature should be dropping. I thought it was interesting that uh, it was Philippe Albuquerque who told Cheer that they can go new rubber all the way to the end, and that was some time ago. So they'd taken their pain in double stinting early on. And the number 10, Cunningham and Olga Acura, WTR, with Andretti Autosport Machine in the hands of Louis Delatraz at the moment, will have gone back into the lead. Colin Brown's out of the pit lane. Louis just on the back straight at the moment, whilst Colin is just coming into the Jean de Bian bends. So I'm guessing this roundabout maybe seven, eight seconds between them. But uh, again, don't write those headlines. Philippe Nasser as Louis Delatraz crosses the line in front of me and goes into turn one. Colin Brown is just coming through the middle of turn 17. Leader now in turn three. Colin Brown crossing the line. And Colin's dropped down to third actually after that pit stop. So it's Philippe Nasser for Porsche with that car's fastest lap of the race, Jeremy, now in second place. 148.6. The gap between first and second is now 14 and a half seconds, but it's Acura from Peugeot number seven, and then another five seconds back to Colin Brown in the number 60 in third. He's just 1.6 seconds ahead of Alexander Sims in the 31 wheel and engineering Cadillac, and he's seven seconds ahead of Sheldon von der Linde. The BMW yeah. M Team RLL 
30, under 30 seconds between the top five in that VP Racing Fuel in race update. Really interesting, as you say, 48.668 there for Felipe Nasser. That's faster than either of the Acuras. So, and it's getting cooler now. Is the, is the Penske Porsche coming into its own uh, when we get down to the critical stage of this race, when it gets dark? In about what, a half an hour or so's it's, time, probably a bit less than that. It's super brave, isn't it, mm. to give up the performance during the most part of the race to know that you've got a car to fight with at the end of the race. Shea Adam is uh, picking off some drivers who have got out the cars recently. Shea, where are you? I'm still down at Lexus, but this time I found Jack Hawksworth. And Jack, it's been an eventful race. I mean, we've seen some onboard footage from you. Goodness, this traffic, it seems even more Sebring than normal. Yeah, it's been mad. I don't think I've, you know, had a it feels like you're in traffic the whole time when you're out there, especially with the way the pass-around rules been today with the GTD Pros. Usually restarting behind the GTDs, you're just stuck in it. Seems like you're always having a fight with somebody, so, yeah, it's been absolutely, uh, absolutely wild. In terms of the competition, there's only one car per manufacturer in GTD Pro, but you still have the other Lexus in GTD. How has that been able to help you so far in the race to work with the sister car? I mean, leading up to the race, it helps a lot because we can work together on setup and all that kind of stuff. And um, the 12 car guys are really, really good to work with. We all we're one big team, so we really utilise both cars, and uh, it's um, yeah, it's good. Having your former uh, car teammate Aaron Tielitz out there, probably for the end of this one, you feel like maybe you guys can work together, make some magic happen. I hope so. That's the plan. It's uh, there's some fast, fast cars out there, but. Um, Everyone on uh, both sides of the, the, the garage is the 12 to 14. We're in position here to go to the end of the race and have a, and have a go at it. So just going to give it everything we got, get his elbows out and uh, make it happen. You've got new tyres all the way to the end of the race, I'm presuming? Yeah, yeah, we've got on tyres, so we'll uh, yeah, try and make them work. Looking forward to it. Good luck, Jack. Cheers. Another character. We are replete with them in this paddock. Officially now, the Andretti Autosport number 36 has been retired. So that will add to the BMW Team RLL number 24. Big, big oh. amount of smoke coming out of the number 60 accurate turn 10 last time around. Yeah. Colin Brown, was that just a little lock-up or was that something coming off the... Brake rotors and pads, not sure about that. It's only his second lap after making the pit stop. Wow. Wow, well. He's holding on he in front of, there, uh, of Alexander Sims. Fast lap for Sheldon van der Linde of 48.399. Time before last, but then he hit a bit of traffic, 51.4 last time around. But that 48.399 was that car's fastest lap of the race. We are sort of in the happy hour now, aren't we? Yeah, conditions are, are really, really good. The track is surprisingly uh, clean, given that all the actions taking place over the last right, what, nine hours and uh, 11 minutes. 11 minutes, yeah, right, Cars but, that... Uh, during that long round of stop run, the number 31 car uh, was running in second place before this round of pit stops. It's now in fourth. But uh, Alexander Sims is now going to try and uh, close down that gap. He, he does seem to be doing, which he didn't last time around, to Colin Brown in third place. It was Felipe Nazar who jumped to both of them. 
uh, in number seven Porsche. Cars that are not taking part anymore, the 296 Ferrari, number 023, the Triazi Competizione team from up at Orlando, they had an alternator pulley problem, they thought they'd fixed it, but then they went back behind the wall, we've not seen them for a very long time. TDS Racing's number 35, how long have you got? The BMW team RLL number 24 is out. Ashton Harrison and the 93 Acura NSX GT3. Little bump and then lost the front end of the car in terms of the what would be the bonnet. It's a clamshell across the front of there. That did a lot of damage. We've not seen that for a while. Windward Racing is officially retired, as is the 0-1. Now we're hearing from race control and we just told you the number 36 Andretti machine also out there has been retired so one of the major leading lights the Sebastian Bordier Cadillac racing if not in control of the race totally was certainly doing very nicely and Sebastian was having a fantastic run that car dropping down through the timing and scoring and it will finish in I suppose it will finish in seventh position, won't it? In GTP. Yeah. Because the BMW went out yeah. before it. But that other BMW, you, you just mentioned a few minutes ago, that stunning lap from Sheldon van der Linde, 148.399. I mean, that's only fractions away from the fastest lap of the race. That's quicker than the Porsches, it's quicker than the Acuras. Wow. Yeah, that is very impressive. And that will be doing hearts good, Team RLL, BMW M, that's hybrid V8. Sheldon von der Linde then trying to chase down Alexander Sims, who's trying to chase down Colin Brown. He's only six seconds behind Felipe Nazar, who's 15 seconds away from the leader, Louis Delatraz. 51-4 last time around in traffic for Louis Delatraz. Doesn't have to push too hard at the moment, he's just going across the line in front of our global broadcast centre and down towards turn number one 253 laps completed waiting for Philippe Nasser in the number seven Porsche to come through and there he goes 15 seconds between Nasser and Delatraz Colin Brown 1.8 seconds away from second place in the third place number 60 Acura then two seconds further back Alexander Sims and five seconds further back Sheldon von der Linde and they're all lapping incredibly closely Jeremy yeah. 150.4 150.5 49.6 49.7 50 flat 50.7 I mean it's very very tight yeah I mean yeah, we thought the race pace was going to be kind of 50s but uh, and it was for a while but uh, now the race pace is definitely definitely 49s uh, and uh, and more than the occasional 48s as well. So they're really getting on with the programme here. And as we get towards the sharp end of the race, it's it's just getting more and more intense. It really is a tremendous race. Uh, in uh, the Alec Udell, Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche have just made a pit stop in the GTD category out of the lead for the number 92 car. I think, it was a I think that was the last car of the leaders to pit in GTD, so that will hand the lead back to Mike Skeen, who's driving the team Courthoff Motorsports Mercedes car number 32. He's got a gap of about seven seconds at the moment over Marco Sorensen's 
part of racing Aston Martin, colour number 27. Then a similar gap back to Ollie Milroy in the inception of McLaren, colour number 17, well, will be third position. Uh, and then the BMW of Brian Sellers, who's maybe four or five seconds behind him in colour number one, that's the BMW for Formula Racing. And then the Vassar Sullivan Lexus, colour number 12 of Parker Thompson, who's been chased, as he seems to be, for quite some time by Spencer Pompelli in the Magnus Aston Martin car number 44. Samagi has asked about the penalties for minimum fuel refueling times, full refueling times. New way of measuring that, it's all done automatically. Brought in at this race. Two teams have fired me some private notes to say they feel that the fueling is getting quicker as they go through the race and they don't really understand um, same tower height and restrictor here but the fuel fill is massively different to what it was at Daytona temperature dependent is the question mark and as it got into the heat of the day it seemed the fill time was quicker now that it's measured exactly by sensor, that's why we saw all of those penalties. Now, as it gets cooler, maybe, just maybe, we'll see that those penalties become fewer and further between. Thank you for tweeting that. Shimadagi at Ipsu Radio. And FIAWC Fanatic. Limited 80 Porsche and GDT, no right front light. So that'll be going into the pits before the night breaks out. Well, actually, as long as you start with two lights at the front and two at the rear, you can continue if you lose one front or one rear, or one front and one rear, actually. The issue with that, of course, is as soon as you lose the other one, if you do, you've immediately got to come in. Whereas if you've got one, you can choose to come in and maybe swap a headlamp unit or in the prototypes case you would just swap the front end wouldn't you, the nose cone section or the tail section of that, at IMSA Radio and don't forget hashtag Michelin PRT when the chequered flag drops we'll have some interviews, the race is over but the conversation begins and you drive it with Michelin Post Race Tech exclusively live after our race broadcast here on RS2 IMSA Radio will also be announcing our BDO Nose Strategy Award. Who's played it right? That is a big question. Really nice spread of cars around the track at the moment. On the tracker, if you're following along at live timing.alchemelsystems.com, see the dancing ants, as our colleague Brian Till always calls them. I find it very restful watching those going round. It's like a, a trail of M&Ms who's following them round, the multicoloured dots. Delatraz stretching away, Jeremy. He's pulled a couple of seconds out of Philippe Manassa. Manassa is being caught by Colin Brown. Just starting to squeeze. It's 27 seconds between the top five now. So von der Linde is getting closer to the leader. Sims is getting closer to Colin Brown. Colin Brown is definitely closing on a Philippe Nazar, but he's dropping away a little bit from 
Louis Delatraz at the front of the field as the leader goes through to complete lap 256. Yeah, and uh, lap times at the moment, yeah, doing 50s at the moment, most of the most of the leaders. Sheldon van der Linde once again was the fastest car on the track last time around, a 50.0 to the 50.4 Louis Delatraz out front. So that BMW really has stepped up in the last the recent stages of this race as of course as we talked about a little while ago also has to perhaps the portion hello to Kelly McNish who's listening in as well and a little note from Alan earlier on and also to the founder of dailysportscar.com Martin Cracknell always tuned in for these races Martin I know how much you love this race nice to know that you're watching and listening back in the UK where uh, it is half past 11 UK time half past midnight in Europe hope you're enjoying this one crackers there's plenty still to go there's been some good drives here there's Delatraz once again carves his way through traffic onto the back straight the remnants of the WEC Pit and Paddock still there from yesterday's nearly 900 miles of battling in that eight hours through turn number 17 and here comes the 27 Harker racing car as well Aston Martins still running out there that's a second place for Marco Sorensen He's trying to chase down Mike Skeen in the team caught off Mercedes, the number 32, 7.6 seconds between those two in GTT. Lawrence Fantor leads by just 1.5 seconds over Gilles Gounon. It's the number 9, Faf Plaid Porsche, and the 79 WeatherTech Racing AMG GT3 and GTD Pro to go to Dickinson. There's a 40-second lead over Lars Kern. 13, Junior 3 racing the AWA number 13, LMP2 Ben Hanley with 26 seconds over Kevin Simpson for Tower Motorsport, the all four CrowdStrike red, white and black car and the number 8 orange and black machine at the front of the field the top 5 separated by 28 seconds and Nick Tandy finding a bit of pace now 150.466 last time around but he's 41 seconds away from the lead yeah, and uh, he's actually been kind of losing a little bit of ground. Yeah, I know, it's pretty, pretty stable from him to Sheldon van der Linde, who, as we talked about a while ago, has been going pretty quickly. Actually, no, the gap between is 41 seconds at uh, this time around, and it was uh, about 10 laps ago, it was 31 seconds. So it's gone out quite a chunk in those last few laps. And Sheldon van der Linde in fifth position, kind of 25 to his number six car, Nick Tandy in sixth. But uh, the... Interesting to see to note the pace of Colin Brown in that number 60 car for Myershank Racing. He's uh, pretty much running the same lap times on a regular basis as Felipe Nasser, uh, but the race leader Louis Deltra is definitely inching out just a, a little bit each lap. But by and large, that's the ebb and flow of traffic, and all of the cars on the lead lap in. GTP appear to be capable at least of running very, very similar lap times, and that's uh, two Acuras, two Porsches, a BMW, and a Cadillac. 
question coming in from a number of sources, Jeremy. Uh, I don't know how to answer this. Is Conington and Elva Accurate is Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport? They're doing what we kind of expect them to do. Porsche Penske keeping them honest, 17 seconds behind at the moment, and matching them 10th for 10th. Closing, but not losing much either. Lost a couple of seconds a wee while ago, but it stabilised about 17 seconds. Then the second of the Acuras. What about these Cadillacs? Are we going to see that 31 car? They're pacing themselves. Is there something left? Alexander Sims. Unfortunately, it's not a they anymore. Of course, is there? It is a it. Is a it. Mm. One bullet in the gun for Cadillac. I know there's two different teams, but they are stable mates, as I described them earlier on in terms of the manufacturer. And there did seem to be some working together earlier on when they were on completely different tyre strategies. It did seem that way, didn't it? It was very interesting to note that because uh, you know, in the past they've not exactly been uh, working particularly hard together, I don't think. I mean, there, were, there was always a, a close technical liaison between them, but uh, not much more than that. But yeah, they, they swapped position a couple of times in the sort of middle stages of this race. 63. Iron links Lamborghini still in the mix, the green car. Yeah, battling away with the tournaments, what BMW car number 20, uh, 95, John Edwards driving that car at the moment. That's for 6th and 5th in GTD Pro. Frank Pereira back behind the wheel of the Iron Lynx car. He got pinged earlier on for blocking. That car being a bit up and down. They say the Lamborghini still isn't fast enough in a straight line. Certainly on the restart, Frank did look a little bit hamstrung. He didn't do cause any good by weaving around in the braking area. That cost him a penalty in some position. Seth Lucas comes into the pits from fifth in LMP3. And Trenton Estep has taken that car out. They are just off the lead by a couple of three laps in that LMP3 category. It's not a fire in the front of the number 32 caught off Mercedes-Benz, should I say, AMG GT3. Mike Skeen driving that uh, dark grey green car. The Mercedes teams do like a bit of light bar in there to illuminate the Mercedes trefoil. Three-pointed start. So don't panic if you're out on the circuit and you see some orange light in there. <laughs> just behind the grill Sun Energy 1 used to do that as well didn't they scare the life out of me when I forgot big flash of the light says the BMW the remaining BMW goes through Sheldon Van Linden. it's been a good run for the team caught off motorsport machine 10 seconds to the good ahead of Marco Sorensen and Mike Ski. Took a bit of time out of Mark Sorensen last time around. All of that team have done their part in the driving duties. Everybody has to do uh, three hours, isn't it, uh, in those cars. And they've all done their bit. And Mike Skeen leading, sitting in behind one of the Lexus at the moment as they go across the line. That'll be the number 14 car of Ben Barnicott who is third in 
GTD Pro, yep, it is. Red double pants on the side of that. Mike not trying to get past, but he is gaining on that Pro car with Ben Barnicott in it now. He will want to be through now. 77 Volt car coming to the line now. That's the Porsche. It's running in ninth with Max Root behind the wheel, and he's got Zach Robichon right behind him. They're battling for ninth and tenth in both of the Wright Motorsports Porsches. And those guys know each other very well, competed in Porsche Cup together against each other. Maxwell Root and Zachary Robichon. Made the career step up into the big show here for those two young drivers. And staying with Porsche. Racing number 77, always a reasonably easy car to spot. Just ahead, actually, I think it's Jackson Evans in the number 91, Kellen Kelly Moss with yeah. Riley 91 car, the dark grey car. Yes, it is. Yeah, there's three Porsches so, in the train there, aren't there? Yeah, so we have a bit of a Porsche Cup yes. uh, theme going on there with Jackson Evans, yeah. a Porsche Cup champion from the other side of the world. Yeah, and uh, Alec Udell's only uh, a couple of seconds farther up the road ahead of them, running in the Sixth position in car number 92, so two Kelly Moscars, uh, six and eight Sandwich Park Parker Thompson's, Vassar Sullivan, Lexus car number 12. In the LMP3 category, it has been Junior 3 Racing. Now, Garrett Grist, it's a familiar place at the front of the field because you guys ran up here last year during the 12 hour. What's going to be the difference to take you from that second step to the top step this year? Yeah, I think last year was a lot just uh, reliability and a great job by a crew, but I think this year we have a bit more pace to go along with it, which is always nice because your ride is going to have pace as well. So I think that's uh, that's a big difference, I think, between last year and this year is the pace we have. Has the racing felt different for you this year as well? Uh, it's pretty crazy out there, to be honest. There's been there's been a couple of moves where I've shaken my head a bit, but uh, yeah, for the most part, not bad, but there's been some interesting ones. You and Dakota to the end? Yeah, yeah, Dakota, this is his last stint, and then I'm in for a double at the end. Good luck. Thank you. Just a point to make, Jeremy. It's been tweeted by the team recently as well. I forgot to mention this, but on the last full, uh, the last pit stop for Corvette, during the last uh, pit stop, they got back on the lead lap after that damper change on the left rear they'll be hoping for a full course yellow to close things up yeah. Jordan Taylor about a minute behind Frank Pereira but crucially back on the lead lap in GTD Pro yeah. at the moment very good point very good point because that car has been fast it qualified on the pole position with Antonio Garcia and it's been fast all the way through this race with uh, Jordan Taylor, the regular season co-driver, and also Tommy Milner stepping in for the Michelin Endurance Cup races as well. I suspect we'll see a little more Antonio Garcia to take that car to the end, and if it could be from a restart, from a safety car, they would be very happy indeed. Nice to see Doug Feehan here again, Corvette ambassador. Doug... Uh, 
always good entertainment. Still looking after working with the car corrals, etc. Leeds has gone out again a tiny little bit from 17 to 18 to nearly 19 seconds. Louis Delatraz just chipping away there, six tenths last time around from Philippe Nazar, but he's stabilised the charge from Colin Brown. In fact, he's moved back out to over six seconds away now. So the 10 blue and black Conningham and Alter machine as the third and fourth cars in LMP2 come in, Rick Ware Racing and TDS Racing. And in fact, yeah, Michael Jensen and uh, Devlin De Francesco in those two cars head down the pit lane, the 11 and 31. At the front, it's Ted, which is the blue and black Connie Manolka car. It's going to start to get more difficult to see the cars now. We're ten minutes past sunset. It's not dark yet. But remember, this is not a lit track. We've got a bit of cloud cover over to the west going to make it get darker quicker. Colin Brown is the number 60, that's the mostly white with pink. Accurate ARX 06, the number 60. Alexander Sims in the BMW M Sport, uh, excuse me, in the wheel and engineering red and grey Cadillac, the number 31. Then Sheldon van der Linde in the BMW M Sport coloured M Hybrid V8, number 25. Nick Tandy in another red and white Porsche. In sixth position, 33 seconds away from the lead. Chickens have not been counted yet in any way, shape, or form. No tallying of the foul. <laughs> if you don't mind. Two hours and 25, call it 26 minutes. 2.26 still to go in the gathering darkness. Strange things happen in the darkness here at Sebring because it is very, very dark indeed out in the back of the circuit. There's big patches of inky blackness. And the brigands sat in the cave. My grandfather used to say to me just a few years ago. Um, I tell you what, this, this, the pace at the front, though, it's just tremendous. Again, 49s, low 49, 49-0 for Louis Delatraz. Uh, Felipe Nasser, 49-3 in second position, doing his best to hang on there in that Porsche, separating those two Acuras on the racetrack. I'm going to have to crunch some numbers after this, but the average lap times have been outstanding. When you consider we started 53 cars, Jeremy, yeah. around three and three-quarter miles, and all bar probably five, maybe six cars are still running. As Michael Jensen the TDS rejoins, it's Pietro Fittipaldi in the Rickware Racing Biohaven sponsored 51 car. And they have dropped. Actually, they won't have dropped, will they? Because they were laps ahead, so they're still battling for fourth and fifth. And Ipsa Radio. Don't forget hashtag Michelin PRT for the wrap-up from this week's Super Sebring. Could be points about WEC or Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup, Michelin Pilot Challenge or indeed VP Racing Fuels or the Prologue. Have you been here all week? What did you think of it? If you didn't think it was sensational, yeah. 
<laughs> I'd be surprised. Still waiting to find out if WEC will come back and do the double header again. Hasn't been announced one way or t'other at the moment. Pierre Fion did indicate that felt that didn't yeah, if you're honest, the president of the ACO indicated that it didn't quite work for their partners, as he said. Particularly, I think, racing on a Friday. However, he did say he would like to stay with something IMSA, so whether that would be some IMSA support races to go with the World Championship rather than racing with the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Who knows? I'm speculating. Where else? He's a good one for post race tech. Hashtag Michelin PRT. Where else would you have the WEC go in the USA? Bearing in mind that they like to go to Class 1 circuits if they can. No, that's not the case here. So. Where would you like to see the WEC go if it's not going to be here? And what IMSA series as support? In a bit too master MX5. Yes, everybody's just voted for that. <laughs> okay, so there's the first of the uh, leaders, the uh, GTP cars to come into the pits. Car number 25 right. uh, is uh, into the pits. Sheldon van der Linde out of the fifth position. And uh, he was... Uh, yeah, just doing exactly the same lap times pretty much as Alexander Sims in that number 31 car ahead of him. Yeah, this is a really impressive run for that BMW. Team well, car although, went down it's, it's definitely early. It's definitely early by my uh, reckoning. So whether they're looking toward uh, even left. from here to the end of the race, two hours, 20 minutes remaining... Minutes. And what are they getting? About 50 minutes? Yeah, 55 or so, generally speaking. 55, and this one, this was only uh, well, 34 minutes, so that's way early. Oh, Sheldon's drive time, it must be all right, surely. Two more stops from here, though, isn't it, really? Um, 55 minutes would take them down to an hour and... 15. Well, relatively short, either a short next stop or a short final yeah, stop. It's going to be, yeah, exactly. To distance, In comes Alexander Sims for wheel and engineering Cadillac. Into the pit lane for the number 31. Now. What is going on down there? Can't quite see out of the window. There they are. Just looking around the front end of that car. Tyres have been changed. Car goes down. Waiting for the fuel. Tear off. Waiting. Waiting. Just a little impatient tap of the thumb from the driver. This is, this is a 
Yeah, we'll stop. What's going on? Yeah, what? Is this the energy? Is this is the energy. Yeah, this is the energy um, usage time that they add on to the end. And so it's now rolling again. Pit stop. There's, this, there's a sliding scale of how much energy you've used during the. And, and because it's so complicated by the fact it's not a full stint correct that he's just turned so was that a short stint as well for the 31 yeah, yeah. that's well, interesting it was 43 minutes for number 31 car uh, by my reckoning uh, he did uh, 23 laps so definitely shorter than uh, than they are capable of going That's interesting because the uh, number 60 car uh, was, was going as long as, uh, as 30, 30 laps in this stint. Oh, really? Yeah. That is interesting. You get 31 and 32 laps in the WEC yesterday for the LMTH yeah. versions of in the hypercar class. Join us. Tell your friends to join us if they're away from the track for the last two hours and 15 minutes or thereabouts, coming down to that sort of time. Traffic on the front straight. Going down to turn number one. It's just a blaze of headlights. The sun dropped below the horizon about 20 minutes ago. And it's almost full dark here. Louis Delatraz, obviously been eating his carrots, he's pulled out to 19 seconds over Philippe Manassa now for Porsche. It's the gap between Colin Brown and Philippe Manassa for second and third, third and second I should say, having been that way is 10 seconds now. So I mean 15 laps ago the gap from first to second was... Uh around about 16 seconds and it's now 19 seconds so it's changed very little over the course of the last half an hour this is where concentration or Jeremy begins to win these drivers have been here since early morning if you did warm up this morning you were probably up at Somewhere near 6 a.m. to get to the track, get yourself ready. And that was 6 o'clock this morning. The second now between the two leaders in GTD Pro, Rons Vantor in that Faf Porsche. We had that big crash yesterday. Oh, it was only work. a second ahead of, uh, of Jules Gugnon. In number 79, WeatherTech Mercedes, that's the car that won at Daytona. Ben Barnicus is about 12 seconds farther back in the third position for Vassar Sullivan in the Lexus. And then a similar margin back to David Arrigon for Rissicopetizioni. 
Christopher. Alfred B said, could the WEC be the main endurance race at Indy with IMSA racing the standard 240 on the Saturday? WeatherTech Sports Car Championship want to do a long race into the evening on Saturday night, and that would be the main race of that weekend. I think the problem that the that Pierre Fion was talking about was two main races over a weekend is not working for them. And whilst they'd like to keep an association with IMSA, that would suggest to me that it would be support races, so possibly Deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup, Intimate Team Master MX5 Challenge, VP Racing, who were here during the prologue, possibly even Michelin Pilot Challenge. The IMSA WeatherTech run to Indy this year will have a pilot challenge race, four-hour race into the darkness on Saturday night as a test event for a network televised WeatherTech race in 2024. And I look at things like the lighting, etc. And I suspect that that will be one of the Michelin Endurance Cup races, so it will be a longer than standard race. And I don't think um, the WEC are part of those plans. But I wouldn't put it past WEC going to Indy as a standalone uh, with, as I say, maybe a couple of IMSA support races. There's not a huge amount of other places that they could go, really. They've tried Cota. I enjoyed the doubleheaders at Cota, I have to say. I thought it was disappointing that in a city that's so easy to get to as Austin with such great places to stay and to eat, that... Uh, the fans didn't support that. But Can just two try hours and uh, 13 minutes to go. to go so we're coming up to eight o'clock in the evening thanks for your company Porsche keys to the race get to the darkness hello we're here <laughs> react and have strategy that is flexible well we've seen plenty of that not that much perfection in the pits rather too many mistakes have been made people running over equipment speeding in the pits that nearly cost the number 10 very dearly but fought back and lead the race now for WTR Andretti Autosport. The Michelin Endurance Cup points have been awarded for eight hours, and now it's just the ones at the end. And the teams, particularly in GTP, have managed their tyre allocation very nicely indeed. It's live, it's IMSA Radio. And it's the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for the 71st annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. So, 8 o'clock, 2 hours and 11 minutes to go.
gap just creeping up towards 20 seconds between first and second. Still a bit of strategy to play. 51 from the leader last time, a 150.8 for Felipe Nasser. 52.5 for Colin Brown in third. 51.8 from Nick Tandy now in fourth position. What's, what's interesting to me is that whatever else is happening, Nick Tandy was about 30 seconds back when he was in sixth position. He's now in fourth position and he's still 29 seconds back so that hasn't really changed that much what have Porsche got if anything Philippe Nazar piercing himself pushing himself don't know the answer to that one the uh, the um I forgot what I was going to say now Oh, yeah, the, the, gap, the gap from first to second uh, really hasn't altered much at all over the last you know, 15, 20 laps. The, the gap from second to third, though, has gone out. It was on lap 255, let's say, we just done 272. It was only three seconds. It's now uh, 13 seconds. So over the course of the last 17, 18 laps, he's pulled out 10 seconds. NASA has over Colin Brown. Uh, the gap back to Nick Tandy behind, behind him... Yeah, that has gone out as well. It's it's over 50 seconds now, 51 seconds between third and fourth, the second of the uh, Acuras to the second of the Porsches. And then Sheldon van der Linde, of course, uh, and the number 31 car, they've both out of sequence slightly on everybody else because they made that stop five or six laps ago earlier than the other GTP leaders, John. Loving the atmosphere at this time of night. Turn four, palms illuminated. You can see them now, and it is so much a part of this circuit that the turn four illuminated palms did make the iRacing version of Sebring, which is brilliant. And fair play to iRacing for including that. Looking at the other classes in our VP Racing update. She will hold that for a little while because uh, we're coming round to another two hours completed. It'll just be two hours to go then. So we'll hold that for about ten minutes before we do our next VP Racing update. Jeremy Shaw and John Heindorf in the booth. In comes the leader. And I think that's Joe Bradley's end of the pit lane. Oh, no, it's Shea, sorry, down at that end of the pit lane. Rumbles right. past us very quietly. It's the only car in the pit lane, Shea. You'll see the headlights now. Yep, and now I see the taillights as Louis Delatraz is going to the last pit stall on the lane, but a pit lane uh, honour that they earned by dint of leaving Daytona International Speedway with the most amount of points for the number 10 Conic Minolta Acura. And guess what? There's a driver change going on, and it is, drumroll please, Philippe Albuquerque, who is getting aboard this car. I'd imagine it'll be Philippe till the end of the race. And as he told us, he is Wayne Taylor's favorite son because he only gets new Michelin tires. So they are waiting on the fuel at this point, and Philippe has been fully belted in just waiting on the energy probe to be pulled out. I'm going to call it energy probe now because either way, it is energy that is being converted into speed. 
Let's see. It's actually seven. just an amount of time. It's not anything going necessarily anything going in there. That's an energy replenishment, though. Okay. I mean, that's what the time is being used for. Uh, and he is out and away. So Philippe Albuquerque getting his first taste of Daytona Darkness in, ooh, about 24 hours. Because he was the finishing driver for the WEC yeah. race last night for United Autosport. <laughs> the, the, that, that time after fuel... Um, there doesn't actually have to be anything happening. They just have to have that time. Yeah. They, they measure within each pit out to pit in. They measure in terms of fuel and electrical energy used. And there's a certain amount then of pit stop time that you have to have depending on how much energy it's calculated. So quite interestingly, if you've cruised and you haven't used that much electrical energy then you'll take the fuel hose off and probably go. If not, and you've used lots more electrical energy, therefore perhaps you've saved fuel, you'll have to wait a little bit before they let you go. It's all about balancing the energy because these cars, remember, are using... The clever bit of these cars is you can only have a certain amount of power, 700 kilowatts. That can come from the electric motor or the ICE motor or a combination of the both but you don't get the boost so you can't have say it's not like you've got 700 horsepower out of the engine and you get another 200 horsepower out of the electric motor no 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 it's only ever 700 horsepower let's say um, so that's that's how it works and that and, it, and it's how that split comes so that you don't get a super advantage of short filling your car and, and firing it off at the distance. Another pit stop while we were unravelling that, Adam. There was one Mr. Nick Taney into the pit lane, fuel and scrubbed Michelin tyres for him, as well as the windshield tear off. Hello to Moni Alicia. Well, John, let me Go just, ahead. before you do that, let me just note that with Felipe Nasser now taking the lead uh, with the pit stop for number 10 car, that becomes the uh, sixth different leader in this race, because wow. that's the first time the number seven car has actually led. Uh, we've had two Cadillacs leading, two Acuras, a BMW, and now a Porsche. Wow. So uh, that's that's exactly what it wants so to six know. six of the eight cars yeah, have and led. Yeah, all four manufacturers. And all four manufacturers. And, and those last stints, by the way, for the number 10 car, it was uh, 28 laps and 52 minutes for... for um, Louis Delatraz for the Porsche who just came into the pits it was 27 laps and uh, also 52 minutes for Nick Tandy Hello to Monty Elisim who has just got back from work missing the turn to racing family and to Tom Marshlack who's been listening all day to RS2 and will be with us right to the end very much for your time today feeling you will be rewarded before the end of this race Felipe Nasser leading the motor race comes into the pit lane for Porsche 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 Porsche, Porsche Motorsport. Motorsport I got that for you John Thank I can you. still say it after all these hours by some miracle and yes it is new shiny rubber and you can you could actually see the reflection of the, the flashlights that the mechanics had on the rubber of the new tires. So very nice Michelins for Felipe Nasser. 
It's just a couple laps short than what we were expecting, but they're waiting on the fuel, and as soon as that happens, Felipe Nasser is going back out, so no driver change for either of the Porsche Penske Motorsport 963s. So we've got the 85 car in that came in for what seemed like a regular stop. However, the JDC Miller car remains sitting there. It was in contention. It wasn't a podium slot in the LMP3 class. And now it's sitting on the, still on the jacks. Tyres have been replenished, but there's work going on at the rear deck, right where the diffuser is. They haven't took the engine cover off or anything. I'm just going to see if I can get my... Uh, Self to have a, any sort of clue as to what is going on there. It's I, I think they might have a problem with lighting on the left. It's the left-hand side lighting, so the officials will not like that. Um, it's obviously taken a knock, and right now this car is losing time massively while they're trying to get some lights working on the left-hand side of the rear of the car. Thank you, Joe. That's a shame for them. In comes the number 60, 60, Con Brown. I don't think he'll be scored as the leader there unless he crosses the line in the pit lane before Philippe Albuquerque comes through. Yeah, he might do that because Philippe's about a minute behind. He's just coming through turn 15 now in that number 10 car. Colin Brown did rejoin, by the way. So Albuquerque getting out at this stop shape. Uh, no, this is Colin Brown getting out on the stop uh, for the number 60 Meyer Shank Racing yes. Accurate. Yes, uh, and Philippe it, Nasser had rejoined. My correct, apologies. Philippe yeah. Nasser. But there's too many Philippe's in the class. Uh, Philippe Nasser out on the racetrack. I'll keep an eye for when he comes by, but it is Tom Blomqvist who's taking over this number 60 Meyer Shank Racing Acura. And it looks like, yep, they are doing new tires for Tom as well. And that seems to be a fairly clean stop. Thank you, Shane out the side pods of the car coming down to two hours here's our VP racing fuel update in race for this hour and we'll start with GTD where Mike Skeen has a 3.6 second lead in the 32 caught off of Mercedes AMG GT3 it's green green if you can still see it in the darkness heart of racing dark blue Aston Martin 27 is second and Ollie Milroy for inception the red and black 720s GT3 Evo McLaren, the number 70, is running third. In GTD Pro, Faf Motorsports, the Plaid Porsche, number nine, leads by three and a half seconds from the WeatherTech, all white, with the WeatherTech swoosh on the side in blue and red. The 79 car is three and a half seconds back, but 13 seconds ahead of the bright yellow and black Lexus RCF GT3. That's got the red number markings on the side and the number 14. Your top three then. LMP3, Dakota Dickinson leads for Junior 3 Racing in the number 30 leash here. Riley, number 74 in second. That's the orange and blue leash here. And that's 24 seconds. Lars Kearns just emerged from the pit lane. I reckon he's going to come out in third here because Dan Goldberg still hasn't moved. That'll be the AWA. Yellow and black car. The number 13 in LMP2, Nolan Segan still leading 25 and a half seconds in the 04 red, white, and black crowd strike machine. In second place, Kiffin Simpson for Tower Motorsports in the orange and black number eight, Oregon 25 and a half seconds back, and then the minute and 13 further back, TDS, the remaining TDS car, the number 11. It's the red and yellow car, Mikkel Jensen behind the wheel there, and at the top of the shop. Philippe Albuquerque leads. 
completed 277 laps as the JDC Miller car now does come out with Timon van der Helm behind the wheel with uh, one headlight at the was that the front light or the, or the back light, Joe? Uh, rear lights. Oh, rear lights. So it must have had no lights when it, must it came have had in. No lights. Yeah. It's got, they've got the left-hand side working. Always bring a battery-powered light that you can clip on or um, zip tie onto the back of a car. You only need one. Uh, so at the front of the field, 277 laps completed for Albuquerque. Two Philippe's at the front of the field. Number ten. Leads, and that's the 21st lead change. Jeremy's just told me my ear by 24 seconds near enough from the Porsche Penske Motorsport number seven. That's the one with the black stripes and side switches. BMW Team RLL M Hybrid V8, eight, call it nine seconds further back in third, then 10, 11 seconds back to the 16th of Tom Blomqvist, Alexander Sims, the Will and Engineering Racing Cadillac number 31. The red fronted car, another nine seconds further back. Nick Tandy has uh, dropped another, well, he's about half a minute back. Yeah, so he's that. 90 seconds away from the leader. Need to, needs a full course yellow to put that number six car back into contention. And that's how it stands here at. Sebring International Raceway for the 71st Annual Mobile 112 hours of Sebring.